welcome back everyone to a uh, second episode of Tommy's Corner. I guess we're gonna we're gonna stick with that name for right now. But thank you so much for the support on the first one. That was a really personal episode that I wasn't sure if I wanted to post it or even record in the first place, but you guys really seem to love it. It's one of our best episodes of the last five months. So it meant a lot to me, it meant a lot to my family, it meant a lot to me and Ryan, of course, because it's just a show and it shows that you guys care about our care about our show. And yeah, it means a lot to both of us. But we're going to continue with these shows because I think you guys like them. If this one doesn't do as well, then maybe I won't come back. But as of right now, we are going to be doing a second one. And the first thing I want to talk about is just what's been going on in my life. And then we'll go into my letterbox recently. And then we're going to talk about Priscilla, Sofia Coppola's new film, which I got to see the other day, which was a lot of fun. Well, not fun, but I enjoyed watching the movie. So starting off with personal life, just still in school, still taking classes. I'm uh, I'm working on getting into Georgia's Film Academy. They uh, they help you learn how to work on productions and all that kind of stuff, and helps you. It moves you into positions at companies like Netflix. Even though we hate them right now, and we kind of hate all studios right now, except A24, and they do have a collaboration with A24. They helped work on Dream Scenario, which is Nick Cage's newest film, which I'm really excited to see. But yeah, they help you find jobs with companies, studios internships all that kind of stuff and that's something that i want to do and that would be weird but if i do get in because it will make the podcast a little different because me and ryan won't be working together as much like in the same room we'll still do our show and still be best friends in the world sometimes and yeah so i mean it won't change the podcast but it, it will change the dynamic i think a little bit It'd be a lot happier just because it would be like more of us being like oh we get to see each other get to talk so yeah, we'll see how that goes, but fingers crossed that I can get in the first place. Um, what else has been going on? Oh, I saw Taika Waititi's newest, uh, new movie, uh, Next Goal Wins. Thanks to uh, thanks to Next Goal Wins for having me to an early screener, which was really cool. The movie's really well done. I think Taika still needs a no man for, to like tell him when a joke goes a little too far that he doesn't. It just becomes not funny. It's kind of like the ghosts in Love and Thunder. But all in all, it was a solid movie. It was fun. It was heartwarming. And it was just, yeah, Michael Fassbender continues to just prove that he's a really good actor and he can do comedy. And now he's got The Killer coming out, Dave Fincher, which Ryan and I will be reviewing. That will be an actual episode. But yeah, uh, what else? It's just really been a lot of school recently. Oh, still working out, um, trying to continue losing weight. My goal is to be in the 230s by the time my birthday hits. My birthday is on March 28th, so I got some time. I'm currently sitting at I think I weighed myself today. Yeah, it was 251.6, which is making me really angry because I just want to be in the two four. I just want to hit two because I went into the 240s. I was like 249.8, so really 250. But it was nice, and then I went right back up. So now I'm kind of like plateaued at 251, 250. So it would be nice to get past that. But yeah, went to the gym this morning. Got up, been trying to get into a better routine, getting up on time. Slept in a little bit today. Got up at like 830. But yeah, uh, I got hired at a new job of mine. I got hired to work at a, a gun range as a safety, which is nice because I, I think that gun safety is a very important thing, especially coming from the military, doing all that kind of stuff. So yeah, the, that part of that was pretty cool. I was very excited to get that job. And yeah, uh, that was more. I was just excited at that point because I didn't know if I was going to get it. But 
but military of course gives me opportunities to get these kind of jobs and yeah so it's pretty cool and i'll probably start i think i start fully working next week but yeah and going aside from that i talked about this last episode last episode of the actual show not to tommy's corners episodes um there's that girl that i like of course and i've talked about her on the show before but things somewhat seem like they're going positive. I don't know. I'm very bad judging if someone likes me back. But yeah, so we'll see how that goes. It's the same girl that if anyone watched our episode of Raise the Lost Podcast when we ranked Nolan at, uh, movies, we talked about her. There was a couple jokes made. And yeah, so she's she's really in the film, which is really cool. And that's, and I think she's one of the nicest people I've ever met. But yeah, she's she's a friend of mine. So that's it's always good to start off as friends, I think. I'm really bad at talking about dating advice. I've never really had like a true real girlfriend. Neither is Ryan. So we're just the worst at this. But hopefully that works out. Um, I should be seeing her. I think I think I'm hanging out with her this week and next week. Yeah. So hopefully that continues going well. But you never know. Things should go south very quickly. But yeah, uh, life's been pretty good recently, actually. Been doing well with my diet. Play a lot of video games, which is always a good time. Fortnite OG map came back, so I've been grinding out a little bit on that, having some fun. Uh, the nostalgia was nice. I couldn't stop smiling the first day. It was nice because it just brings you back to when, what was I, 17 when I was playing? Because I stopped for a while just because I couldn't keep up with the building. But yeah, it was nice to it's nice to be playing with friends that I haven't played games with in a while. So yeah, Fortnite's, Fortnite's fun. Uh, let me know if you guys want to play. I'll definitely play with uh, subscribers play with followers people that listen to the show i'll play with anyone i'll stream i'll do i'll really just play anything right now uh i finished spider-man i think i talked about that on our last review episode with ryan but yeah i finished spider-man i'm well i finished the main story i'm 86 percent of the way through the game got those stupid mysterium missions mysteriums i think they're called it they're rough they take forever but yeah uh i'm having fun with that game of course it's a really fun time i recommend everyone play it what else do I want to talk about? I know like I, the there's like the main plot one, but then there's like sub components I didn't really write about as much. Um, yeah, the podcast. Uh, I don't know what happened recently. The last month we've been on fire all of a sudden. I think we finally hit like a mainstream algorithm because now I we were we had one of our episodes at the top 200 on Spotify for TV and film, which was cool. And yeah, so the we hit the I guess you guys have been sharing the show, listening to a lot of the older episodes are first couple episodes all of a sudden have just started getting a lot of viewership i guess you guys want to see where we where we came from which i which i understand my mom said i almost deleted the first one but we kind of have to rock it out because it's it's horrible but yeah so thank you guys for sharing the episode listening to our show caring what we have to think but yeah so we've we've hit like a main algorithm we had our biggest month of the year biggest month ever not just of the year sorry That's an energy drink, but I can't show you what it is because they don't sponsor me. But if you guys do want to sponsor me, all energy drinks, any one of you, um, email us. We'll set something up, and I will drink your drink exclusively. I'll post about it. I love energy drinks because I can't get behind the coffee grind like Ryan does. But yeah, um, I think that's pretty much all that's been going on personally. I feel good mentally. Oh, our short film, we got... I got what I think is the final cut. So I think all the editing is done. We should, we're should. we probably going to be moving into submissions for short films. 
festivals. And then uh, eventually I will post it. It will eventually be available on Instagram, probably. It will be available on Instagram, YouTube. I think TikTok, I'll probably post clips of it. But yeah, we're really excited for you guys to watch it. Uh, it means a lot to me. As I talked about before, it's a very personal story. And yeah, so keep your eyes open for that. We're still trying to figure out a title for the movie. But yeah, um, the short film, I think, is done now. I think it's fully done. I don't think I have anything else to work on. So shout out to Green Tater Productions for being a great company to work with. And yeah, uh, I think we should move on to my letterbox recently. Before I get into that, I did want to shout out a fan, um, a fan of ours. Her name's Adori, Adoria. I think it's Adoria. Her Instagram is my arm hurts. She's a, she seems to be a really big fan of me and Ryan, which is nice. And, uh, I got to have a really nice conversation with her on Instagram and she was just really sweet. So that meant a lot to us. So shout out to you, Adoria. And uh, yeah, continue listening to our show. You're a great fan. And maybe one day we'll get to see you in person if we ever do a live show, we ever travel or anything like that. So yeah, shout out to you. You're a good, good, very good fan. You all are. That's not taking away from anyone that listens to our show. But yeah, thank you for uh, reaching out, posting us on your story. It meant a lot. But yeah, uh, shout out to you. And moving on from that, I did want to get into my letterbox reviews recently. What did I watch? Oh, so I only reviewed four movies recently. I have watched. I've been watching a lot of TV. I finished Gen V, which me and Ryan are going to do a solo episode on. I'm watching Loki. I'm watching Invincible season two, which started off very hot. Very excited to watch the rest of that season. I'm watching Family Guy, but that's like my comfort show. Trying to get back into Sopranos. That's it's rough. Season two is not very good, in my opinion. So, yeah, but going into Letterboxd, the four movies I've watched most recently, plus Next Goal, score, Next Goal Wins, I didn't finish that. I didn't re- review it yet on Letterboxd. Starting off with Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie that has crossed $200 million already at the global box office on a $20 million budget, which I think is incredible. It, uh, I know critics didn't really like it, but I really enjoyed myself. I'm a big fan of the games. I, I definitely slacked off recently in the games just because I got older and I kind of felt like I outgrew it a little bit. So I forgot a lot of the lore. But with all that said, I had a lot of fun. It was exactly what I thought it had to be. It was PG-13. They couldn't go super far with the violence, but I thought the whole cast was really good. I love Josh Hutcherson. I think the dude needs to get more mainstream movies. So I think this does help him. And he's got the beekeeper with Jason Statham coming out. But I, I loved, I love Josh Hutcherson. Uh my god, I'm gonna forget his name. God, I was practicing it all day. Stu Mocker. God Matthew Lillard, that's his name. Matthew Lillard, I mean, dude's awesome. Um, I really liked him in Five Minutes of Freddy's. I think the whole cast was good. The fact that they did all of it without CGI just shows how much better a movie can be. Because I think if they did CGI in this movie, it would have been worse than what it was. The practical effects made it so much better and it made you feel like you're in the movie with them. So I, I really liked the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's definitely not like a critical darling or anything like that. But it's fun. It's Five Minutes at Freddy's. It's definitely aimed towards a younger audience. But that's who plays the games. I don't play the game anymore. So it doesn't have to be rated R for me. Ow. And um, yeah, so I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was exactly what I wanted out of it. And I walked out very happy. I gave it three stars. It was, it was exactly what I needed from it. So yeah, that's my review of Five Nights at Freddy's. Moving on from... Moving on from that, we did. I watched 1978 Halloween, which, in my opinion, is a top 30 movie of all time. 
it's incredible the fact that they made that movie on whatever the budget was less than I think it's less than a half a million dollars and it's I mean it's a classic everyone knows Michael Myers you can see the poster in the background it's right right there and uh yeah I think the movie's incredible I think the movie's so scary even to this day I think it's aged very well and yeah I love that movie I will never take anything away from it. It doesn't feel cheesy at all, which a lot of slashers do. Yeah, Michael Myers is just the goat. He's just a goat killer. Jay Lee Curtis is awesome. Donald Pleasance as Loomis is one of my favorite castings. Yeah, I just think the movie's really, really well made. John Carpenter's awesome. The score is so iconic. And yeah, so I give it five out of five. It's almost a, to me, it's a perfect horror movie and an amazing actual movie. Moving on from that, I watched both of these on Halloween. Uh, the next movie I watched, I gave four stars, and that was 2018's Halloween, which I know is a hot take. I know not everyone loves that movie, but I think it's the second best Halloween movie. I think it's really, really good. It kept enough of the old school style slasher, like the original one, but also add that new level of gore. And I thought David Gordon Green did a really good job with the first one. Excuse me. I thought Dave McBride's writing was really, really good. So I have no idea what happened with the next two with kills and ends. They were atrocious. But yeah, I I like I really do like the movie. I think it's a cool story to do a requel instead of doing continuing that stupid curse storyline that they had for a long time. But yeah, so I really like the movie. I think it's a really good horror movie, a really good slasher film. It's just fun. It's just Michael Myers just killing people in very gruesome ways, which are it's just always gonna be fun to watch. So yeah, um I'm a big fan of Michael Myers. Big fan of the Halloween movies. And yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. And I was very excited to get to watch it again. My last movie. Well, we'll move on from this is the end of the letterbox portion of it. I will say Priscilla is the most recent movie I've reviewed. I give that four stars. But I actually want to do kind of like a review of Priscilla now. Like just going into the actual movie. So I have my phone out just because that's how I'm going to do it. I don't want to keep switching tabs anymore on my laptop. So Priscilla... It's directed by, of course, Sofia Coppola. It follows the, it follows the story of Priscilla Presley and her marriage to Elvis Presley. And it's based off the book Elvis and Me, written by Sofia Coppola. That's a god damn it. <laughs> it's written by the book by Priscilla Presley. And I knew right from the get-go, A24 makes banging movies, so Sofia Coppola. And I think that this movie did a really good job because I knew people right out the gate, people were going to dislike this movie because people have that idea of Elvis. And I, I'm a huge Elvis fan. I think he's one of the greatest artists of all time. I know he has his issues. Don't get me wrong. And that's why I like about this movie. It doesn't shy away from that. Elvis, the musician, is incredible. Elvis had his demons. He wasn't always the nicest guy in the world. He he just, he had his problems, and I think the drugs were a huge part of that. And I think Carl Tom Parker has a huge effect on him, which I'm so happy you don't see Carl Tom Parker in this movie. It definitely just follows Priscilla and Elvis. That's all it needs to follow. And it's definitely, if you're going into this thing, it's like Baz Luhrmann's movie where it's just Elvis. You are very wrong. Elvis does not perform once in this movie. Actually, that's not true. He's on TV once, and you see him like 10 seconds. But it, this is more following Priscilla, because it's based off her book, Priscilla's point of view of her marriage to Elvis and her dating life with Elvis. But I I like that. I like seeing that Elvis wasn't perfect, because everyone seems like anytime an Elvis movie is done, you have to just show that he's like 
this amazing guy and all this stuff when that's not true. Everyone, no one's perfect. Like in the Baz Luhrmann one, as much as I think it's a really fun movie, I think Austin Butler's performance is incredible. Still kind of shies away from that side of him. It focuses more on like, oh, look how amazing he is, which he was. He was an amazing talent, musical genius and all that stuff. But he had his issues and they only really show the cheating aspect of Elvis in the Baz Luhrmann film. But Priscilla follow, shows you that he was abusive at times. He was verbally abusive. He was violent sometimes. He didn't. But they still show you that he does love Priscilla. And Priscilla does love him. The marriage just wasn't going to work ever. The fact that they met and he was 24 and she was 14. Right from the get-go, you're like, this, is, this isn't good. This is not going to work out. <laughs> and we all know how the marriage ended. It does end in divorce. But my brother, who's an even bigger Elvis fan than me, explained to me that they were friends up until the day he died. She saw him two weeks before he died. Just her and him were hanging out. So Priscilla and Elvis were still friends after everything ended. And they still loved each other till the day he died. But they just, it wasn't meant to be for them to stay together. He, there's a line in the movie where he says, maybe in another life is where they would have made it. And I think it's true. If Maybe if the drugs were never involved, maybe if Elvis wasn't famous and they met, I think things would have been different. I think the fame and the fans and the drugs and all that took a toll on their marriage, took a toll on him. Ow, I just ripped my nail. And I just think the whole movie shows a really good side of all that. Because there are scenes where you're just like, he, they do love each other. This is like romantic. And then it just flips, a switch flips in him. And he's all of a sudden this really mean guy. He just he throws a chair at her in one scene. He hits her. He hits her with a pillow, but he hits her way too hard. And I think his hand connects with her. Um, he makes her ch- dress in different ways because he tells her that it doesn't do anything for her figure. He wanted he wanted her to be what he wanted her to be. He didn't wasn't okay with her being herself. He had to have control of how she acted and what she looked like and how she dressed, her makeup, her eyelash, her hair color. And it was just, it was, it was sad. It was sad watching. Because I don't think Elvis even thought what he was doing was wrong. But like when he's telling her what to wear and stuff. But then you would see he freaks out. And right away he like knows that what he did was wrong. Which I think was real. I think the drugs kind of made him a bit bipolar. And he didn't. And it shortened his temper. And he was just he was just angry all the time it felt like. And you see that while the movie's happening. Like as time goes on their marriage. His phone calls with the colonel start to go more south and more. He talks about how he's depressed, he's lonely, even though he has Priscilla. And yeah, it was just it was just heartbreaking. The whole movie is just sad because you know, of course, you know what's going to happen in the end, and you just you there's small things that you think could change to how their marriage went. And I wanted to talk about the cast now because that's like my main thoughts on the story of the movie. Well, review-wise so far, it's sitting at a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 83% critic score and a 62% audience score. I know audiences probably don't like it because it takes a negative view on Elvis. But a critic saying, with Kathy Spaley's performance in the title role leading the way, Priscilla sees Sofia Coppola taking a tender yet clear-eyed look at the often toxic blend created by mixing first love and fame. Which, very true. You see that the effects of fame have on love and have on relationships. Yeah, it's a 
It was a really good movie. It's probably one. Of, it's probably my top ten of the year so far. I really loved it. Kaylee Sp- Spaney is probably one of my favorite performances of the year. I think I really think she is going to get nominated for the Academy Award. And then Jacob Elordi. I know. I remember when the first set pictures came out, and I was like, "Oh no, he just does the look doesn't look right on him, like the Elvis look." I was wrong. I was very, very, very wrong. He um, kind of comparing him to Austin Butler. He was a better look for the young Elvis, like when Elvis is in the military, when they when he first gets out of the military, but when he's just acting in all the movies. This is before this the special. I thought he looked great. I mean, he had the, he has the same side profile as Elvis, and I know people the height looked ridiculous between the two of them. But Sofia Coppola even talked about the height was an on purpose thing. Elvis was supposed to be bigger than bigger than life and all that. And the height doesn't look that crazy when you're watching the movie because she does stay on soapboxes, apple crates, and all that kind of stuff while filming a lot of the scenes, they said. So the height never looks that crazy. But Jacob Elordi, his voice as Elvis was, in my opinion, better than Austin Butler's voice as Elvis, especially as the younger Elvis, because there's definitely a tone change in Elvis as he gets older, like everyone, except for me because I have the same voice that I had when I was 10. Whatever. But yeah, Jacob Elordi, he was very, very, very good as Elvis. I really liked his performance. He was able to do so much with so little. And I know people talked about like he's mumbling a lot. I don't think it's mumbling. I think it's just how Elvis talked. He had a very deep monotone voice. And he and he talks softly, and that's what he does. And he got the hand motions down, got all the gestures, he had his mannerisms. And Priscilla talked. Priscilla Presley talked about she when she had came up. She wanted Jacob to talk to her as Elvis with her eyes closed, and she started crying. She said it was perfect. It's exactly how it sounded. So I'm not gonna lie. I think young Elvis wise, Jacob Lloyd did a better job than Austin Butler did. And I know you don't get a lot of that in the Elvis one because the Elvis one's very fast. It moves very quickly through his life. But young Elvis, Jacob Lloyd killed it. You were fantastic. I could see him getting nominated. I think it's be a lot harder for him to get nominated than it is for Kaylee Spaney. But I would I would like to see him get nominated. I don't think he'll win, but I think he could really I think he could get nominated, which I think would be great because I think Jacob Lloyd is a very talented actor. I love him in Euphoria as much as that show isn't for everyone. I think he's the best part of the show. Him and Angus Cloud, who sadly passed away. But I I love I love Jacob Lloyd. I think the dude's a very talented actor. I'm super excited to see him in Saltburn with Barry Keoghan. And uh, yeah, Priscilla was, it was just a really well-made movie. It was just sad. I think both performances were very good. Sofia Coppola's directing, I just spoke really fast there. Sofia Coppola's directing was really, really, really good. And the biggest part of this movie that doesn't work is that the Elvis estate, which is a bunch of fucking bullshit, first off. It's, so, as we know, Lisa Marie passed away, sadly. Priscilla is the only member left that knew Elvis. The Elvis estate denied this movie, so they weren't allowed to use Elvis, like his actual likeness. They weren't allowed to use his actual voice. So when you do hear Elvis sing in this movie, which is very short, it's cover artists singing, which is ridiculous that they weren't allowed to do that. They weren't allowed to use Graceland. They weren't allowed to use any of that kind of stuff. Even though Priscilla, it's Priscilla's story who was married to Elvis and knew Elvis longer than anyone else, which I just think is stupid, especially now that Priscilla 
has the major hold on the Elvis estate now. But I think I think it kind of hurts the movie at certain aspects because as much as I'm an Elvis fan, my brother and sister are much bigger Elvis fans than I am. They could point out that certain parts of the house didn't look right. The backyard wasn't done right, which are little things. But it makes sense because they couldn't use the actual house. They weren't allowed. The only thing they let them do is they let Jacob Elordi and Kaylee Spaney walk around the house before they filmed anything, which is still super important. And they still got to have Priscilla on set because Priscilla, this is Priscilla's story. She's an executive producer. And yeah, so I think that's one of the parts that hurt the most. But it was also really cool because when they would show like pictures of Elvis or like album covers, it was Jacob Elordi on the album, but they got the look down that he looked like Elvis. But yeah, so I think I think the best part of this movie is definitely the first and second act. I think the third act goes by a little too fast because it shows a lot of their relationship before they married, and then their marriage is only probably like forty minutes of the movie, but then the other hour. No, probably not. It's probably like 25 minutes is their marriage and the rest is their dating life, which is still super important. But I wish we got a little more of the marriage. And I would have really liked to see Priscilla finding out that Elvis had passed away. But I I mean, beggars can't be choosers. The movie was still really good and I was very happy with it. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And the movie took its own. It took its own route. It didn't follow the Elvis storyline. It made its own thing. And that's what's showing you what a great director like Sofia Coppola can do to a movie. She can make it her own. So, yeah, I really I really enjoyed this film. I think Kaylee Spaney was fantastic. She might be the best performance of the year so far. Jacob Elordi as Elvis was really, really good. I think people are being a little too hard on him because he wasn't Austin Butler's Elvis. But it's two different versions of Elvis. I don't think people are really looking at that so far. But that's that's the thing. There are two different people in these movies pretty much. That's something away from Austin Butler. It's still, I think, the pinnacle of Elvis is watching Austin Butler do it. But Jacob Elordi, much more toned down, very realistic version, was really good. And I really liked the movie. So, yeah, that's my uh, that's my thoughts on Priscilla. I think everyone should go watch it. A24 continues to put out, is continues to be the best company out there with making great movies on super small scale budgets. One more thing to add, if for those who don't know, this was filmed in 30 days. And on the 30th day, they didn't have enough to film 30 days. So they were offering off like a charity event to play pickleball with Jacob Elordi. Which is how they got their money to film one last day because they needed more shots. So yeah, I this movie's really well made. It's it's a lot of fun, like watching Elvis. But yeah, uh, I think everyone should go check it out. It's in theaters right now. I mean... Go watch it. I don't understand why not. If you still like Elvis, you'll still love this movie because you do get to see Elvis when he's younger. You get to see more of the personal side of the guy. And you get to see a lot about Priscilla. And I know people think Priscilla is like an asshole or anything. I don't. I think Priscilla dealt with it the way you had to deal with it. If you lived in a marriage like this, I think that's how you have to handle things like this. But yeah, um, a lot of quiet sequences where there's no lines of dialogue, but it tells you so much about their marriage. And I think those are important scenes. So I don't want to give away too much, like other small details. But yeah, make sure to go check this movie out. It was, a, it was really well done, and I think everyone would really like it. I think, yeah. yeah I guess that's all I really have for this episode. And uh, thank you to for continuing to listen to me talk and Ryan to talk and hear our opinions on TV and film and the world of entertainment, including video games now. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to me. And if you like this episode, please like it. Please download it. Please share it. 
posted to your Instagram. We love talking to all you guys. And uh, yeah, that this was episode two of Tommy's Corner, if we keep that title. And uh, yeah, I, I, me and Ryan will be back this week to talk about Gen V. And yeah, uh, hope to hear all from all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you next episode.